She sat down on the narrow green bank and put her chin on her knees. I will not forget this one moment in my life, she promised herself, listening to their voices and their footsteps climbing slowly down the hill. Hurry up, she said, turning her head to look for Theodora. I... and was silent. There was no one on the hill, nothing but the footsteps coming clearly along the path and the faint, mocking laughter. Who? she whispered. Who? We're doing fine. I'm doing fine. Welcome to We're Doing Fine Book Club Edition. I'm Lisa. And I am Robbie. And this month, our book club read of the month mm -hmm. was The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. Oh, it's a spoopy season. It was spoopy, to be sure. No, it wasn't. I think it was. I was thoroughly oh. spooked for in, in a few yeah. good moments. But you think the Halloween aisle in Target is spooky, so... <laughs> I mean, it can be. <laughs> this is like, depending there's, on the There's the big spiders, and they have noise, and there's things that move if you walk by it, and there's children. Very spooky. Children are scary, I'll give you that <laughs> one. Before we get started on Book Club, I just want to put out a general... <laughs> disclaimer it is 7 a.m here mm -hmm. and it is also midnight over there yeah because we had to this book club so we recorded slightly differently every mm -hmm. month um but we also forgot the black box went back yep back forward no it back. went back fall back spring forward that's the one yeah i we did not realize a quick no no, we did not. I woke up to a quick text from Lisa saying, are we still recording today? <laughs> oh, I didn't realise your clock's went back. <laughs> and I woke up like, oh, so sorry. Yeah, because he was like 7am and I was like, yeah, perfect. Calculating eight hours in my head, I was like, perfect, 11, I can do that, that's good. I did the same calculation though, otherwise I would have been like, I'll get up at six. <laughs> like... Because the whole reason we picked seven was because that's when I wake up anyway for mm -hmm. work. But I don't actually start work till nine. So, like, it's perfect. Yeah. Instead of listening to the radio with my breakfast, I get to chill with my best friend and talk about a book that really wasn't scary. Um, it was. <sighs> okay, well, we'll get on to that. <laughs> Do you want to give us a... Yeah, I want to give us a quick summary of what the book's about. Absolutely, and I can do that this month because there's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, The Haunting of Hill House um, is a, a spooky tale about a, 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 a manor, I guess. Like, it's a big old house, it's got a tower and shit. Yep. But the premise is, the premise is that it's um, haunted, and Dr. Montague, who mm -hmm. is a sort of psychic doctor i guess he's a doctor in only the name he's like a phd of yeah, yeah supernatural like he spooky stuff. he's not helping anyone yeah dr montague invites 
three strangers to stay at the house. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep saying over a summer, but I think they're there for like a week. Yeah. Um, and so you've got Eleanor, mm-hmm. who is apparently um attracts uh, paranormal activity, uh, because uh, all of this is purely based on the fact that her house rained stones at one point apparently. Yeah, when she was young. Then we've got yeah. Then we've got Theodora, who is apparently um a blooming psychic. And then we have Luke Sanderson, who is the nephew of the owner of the building. Mm-hmm. No and supernatural stuff with him. No, none at all. He's just a bit of a cocky lad. Um and that's it. We've got Mrs. Dudley who um the lives caretaker's off wife. the land. What? Yes. <laughs> it's, you got very excited there. Um, Mrs. Dudley is an exceptional cook and she looks after everyone and it's great. And um, Dudley, the, the, his, her husband, he only really opens the gates for them when they arrive and we don't see him after that. Yeah, he's kind of a non-character. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, just like stuff goes on while they're there. Um, Mr. Montague's wife turns up and she's a bit of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, who's clearly having an affair with her Arthur? Brother. Arthur, come here, Arthur. Oh, he's so yeah. handy with his rev- with his revolver. <laughs> Arthur, now come, come, Arthur, up the stairs, Arthur. You will, Arthur will be patrolling the halls. Are you putting an English accent on? No, I'm putting a posh Eastern lady accent. You would know mm-hmm. if it was an English accent, because it would be much worse. That would be Cockney, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, Boy, don't climb you up know it stairs. would be. <laughs> we're, we're too tired for this. We need to stay on track. What else do I need to tell you about the London of the West? Nothing really happens. And then Eleanor goes insane. Um, nothing really happens? <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope you keep all those noises in. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's gonna be most unpleasant um but no lots of stuff fucking happens robbie please take over the summary then um the house is creepy as fuck so it's like old and everything is slightly slanted and at night not the first night but like like there's banging on all the doors and that's creepy and like something's trying to get into the room and that's freaky and then someone broke into Theodora's room and put blood everywhere. And there was like writing on the walls. Eleanor, come home. One time it was in pencil in the hallway. One time it was in blood. How was that but not scary? Did, but that didn't happen. Because when Mrs. Montague went back, it arrived. She checked it and it was all fine. Well, then why did Theodora wear all of Eleanor's clothes? Because she I clearly know, but... did not want to. I'm just saying she saw things, but like nobody actually covered in blood. No, they covered the stuff in blood, in supernatural non-blood. And there was creepy murmurings from the other room, like creepy mumbles and like mm-hmm. noises. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, it was just a creepy bad time. And there was that one situation where Eleanor and Theodora were like walking through the garden and she imagined like 
a picnic going on and then Theodore looks back and she's like, Eleanor, run. And they both run and they didn't explain what happened. And I'm very, that was very perturbing. It was the little girls. What? It was the little girls. Oh, they explained that? I did not. I mean, they don't explain it. Theodora just goes, it was the little girls. Ah! Oh. Hmm. When, she, when they get back in and then like she laughs manically, but then they don't discuss it again. But I think the the idea is that um, Eleanor was. Oh, it depends on what you believe. I, Eleanor, you know, either mm-hmm. saw the ghosts of the little girls that grew up there, mm-hmm. or Eleanor imagined it, therefore created it. Because there's a whole theory that Eleanor developed is developing telekinetic um, powers, and um, she's the one causing these spooky things to happen. Interesting. And there was that thing with the murmuring where Eleanor and Theodora were, like, holding hands, but it wasn't actually, they weren't actually holding hands, and then she said she finally spoke up, and she was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spooky. I guess, some, obviously, you all know I listened to Audible, and it was an old lady reading it. Well, I got so to read it in my own goddamn head because I had to read the book. I think I would have... Oh, it's quite big. Oh, it's got nail on the- yeah, I have the Netflix cover because it was cheaper. I love it so much. All I want to say is I do prefer the TV show. And I don't often say that about books. And I probably will never watch it. You'll never watch it. Man. It's okay. Unless you move here, then I'll make you. No. Yeah. No, you've already made me watch a scary thing and you know how I handle scary I didn't make you. We didn't know each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. We also didn't know it was going to be a scary movie. Exactly. Um, no, if I'm climbing out of a seat for a fourth time, you are watching The Haunted Hill House. I will watch one episode. That'll be enough to see you shit yourself as well. Ugh, rude. <laughs> rude. That's okay. I get to hide behind my jacket the whole time. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a great moment. Oh, a great no. moment in the show. Like, I don't normally get taken by surprise, but oh, I was, no. like, me and Amy sat in silence, just like, Robbie, why do you want to torture minutes. me? It's fantastic. It's not even spooky, just like, in a storytelling narrative. Like, I would never be able to come up with a storyline like that. And I was genuine. I wanted to applaud the writers. Okay. Okay. Because it's completely different to the It's a completely different storyline. Yeah, on the cover it says, inspiration for the netflix series yeah the only thing related is the names and the house Hmm. that's it but yeah spooky book who is your favorite Mm -hmm. character theo yeah no i think mine was the doctor he's the only one i didn't hate at some point i'd never hate theo because i genuinely didn't believe that she was saying those things I think Eleanor was being haunted by the old evil woman. That's fair. The one that hated her sister. So I mm. think I think half the interactions that we saw with Theo and Luke weren't real. Oh, that makes sense. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, because there was a bit where she says something and I was like, this is that old bitch that doesn't trust her sister anymore. Oh, yeah, I know that does make a lot of sense. So I feel like possibly the older sister was like haunting her and saying stuff to her like through Theo and through Luke. 
<clears throat> and she was starting to be haunted by it. She was starting to be possessed, possibly. I do think she was possessed sister. by it. Wait, you mean Theo was being possessed? No, I think Nell was being possessed by the younger sister. The uh, one that always seemed to be able to get in and steal stuff. Mm, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Like, mm. at the end. We'll save yeah, that. For, mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. That was just such that... an escalation at the end there. <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? Zero to 100 very quickly. Just wild. Yeah. But we have some listener questions. We do. Jenna's sent us a question. You okay? My Google started talking to me. Oh, I was like, right. are you getting haunted? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a morning. Yep. Right, uh, Jenna's emailed in and she said that um, for most of the novel, we're glued to Eleanor and her perspective, but at the beginning and the end, we have an omniscient narrator. Mm. Um, why do we think that is and do we like it or do we hate it? Hmm. Thank you, Jenna. Yes, thank you, Jenna. Always love to get questions. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know. I I understand it. I don't think it's like a bad way of writing the book. I definitely like it's a choice. It was a good choice, I think, to kind of mm -hmm. describe what's going on because otherwise it's, it would have been confusing to have gone through all of the different characters' thoughts and feelings. Yeah. It would have been really interesting, but I think with everything else going on, it wouldn't have had that, that escalation of like, oh no, wait, what, what we're here now yeah. throughout the book. But I also love the sort of um, the double layer of mm -hmm. what's the word I'm looking for? Untrustworthy narrator? Oh, unreliable narrator? Unreliable narrator. Yeah. Because yeah. you've got like how much of Mel's Eleanor's sort of, or we'll keep calling it Mel because that's what she's called in the TV show. That's fine. They call her Nell in the book too. Yeah, so that whole second later on. Um, You've got whether she's been really aware if she's been batshit crazy, and then you've got all of a sudden this omniscient narrator who who the fuck is that? Mm -hmm. Or is it the group that Dr. Montague likes? Um, could very well be. Actually, I just forgot to put my mic back in my position, so that might have been an awkward answer. Oh well, we'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, no, I think I I tend to prefer non, like, more close, I'm trying to think, like, not completely omniscient narrators. Yeah. I prefer to be closer to at least one character. So I think that was a good choice, yeah. Yeah, it worked, definitely. If it had been omniscient for the whole time, and then, um, then it might have been a bit awkward. You wouldn't feel connected to the characters. Yeah. But the way it the way it was like omniscient and I went yeah. to um can I just say though one of my favorite favorite things about this book is when something spooky is going on. Mm -hmm. So first of all, if you've read it you'll remember, if you've not you're a fool. <laughs> um 
Oh, there's a bit of the start where Mrs. Dutty goes, you have to stay in the house at night because nobody will hear you scream in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, Eleanor and Mrs. Dudley, Eleanor and Theo were like, oh, all right, you spooky bitch, go. And they're just, like, <laughs> making fun of her. But there's a bit where it's all kick- uh, kicking off. And, like, mm-hmm. Eleanor, like, sits up in bed or something and screams or whatever. And then the narrator just goes, six miles away, Mrs. Dudley stared oh, in yeah. the <laughs> They did that, I Good. think, twice, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which was fantastic. Go, get your rest. Yeah. <laughs> Do not give a fuck about those fools in your haunted house. It was just great. And I want to write something as good as that. Yeah. That is the pinnacle. Yeah. Because it did it Shit in a way that away. wasn't like, it wasn't too cheesy. Yeah, it was so well done. Shirley Jackson, you're a pro. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're basically a fan of the way that they do it. Yes, very much Excellent. so. <clears throat> oh, did we, did we answer why we think we, they did it, she did it? I mean, I think the why is the, is so you can really get a taste of that unreliable narrator, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And Robbie can attest, because I texted him. I knew he was finished with the book by the time I was like, not even halfway through. So I was just like texting him. I was like, oh, I don't want to like this character, but I do. And then halfway through the book, I'm like, no, I fucking hate them. Yeah, it was a struggle. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely like, and it took me a minute to realize like, oh, no, that's why I don't like them anymore. It's because Eleanor's sanity is falling apart. <laughs> Eleanor's just that shit. Yeah, it's fine. That tracks. Okay, All next right. question. Yeah. We've got one. <clears throat> from Callum. Hi, Callum. Um, and Callum has asked, do we see Hill House's horrors as being different for its male and female inhabitants? Ooh. Yeah. If yes, why? All right. Um, I definitely agree that. I, I definitely think that they're different for the men versus the women. Yes. Um. And I think that is directly proved by that first initial like haunting scenario where yeah. it had a dog pull the doctor and Luke away from the house and it trapped Eleanor and Theodora inside and spooked them. Yeah. And I think it's because most of the quote unquote ghosties like the energy is primarily female in in the book or yeah. unless it is was it was his name John the dad Mr. Crane Mr. Crane he was very obsessed with like maintaining the purity of women young women which like let's this say Theodora true. and Luke were not interested in but okay yeah. but i'd like to think he is a lesbian me too that was my. Well, she is, in 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 the film in the TV show she is, explicitly, oh. lesbian. See? She's a she's a girlfriend of them, so I just instinctively instinctively read it as that, and then had to be like, oh wait, in the nineteen fifties she would not have been a lesbian, <laughs> or she wouldn't have been 
labeled a lesbian. Yeah, but I do think I I texted you that at one point. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to say anything. So I didn't even like <laughs> in case it spoiled anything. Well, I think it's because at one point she did refer to her roommate or like something, someone as her partner. Yeah, and I was just like, hell yeah, Theodora got Theo has gay vibes all over her. So many gay vibes, and I think that's probably why they wrote her as a lesbian in the show because mm-hmm. like that was definite 1950s lgbt coding wasn't it yeah for sure she's my partner my roommate my gal pal i just <laughs> love to wear gay like gay bright colors and gay mm-hmm. i mean happy because it's the 1950s <laughs> but yeah no i definitely it definitely haunted the women more than the men Mm-hmm. Except yeah, for Mrs. Definitely. Montague, she did not get anything she wanted. She was very sad, <laughs> but that's because she's got too much love. She's got too much love. She wanted to heal, and you know what? Hill House was not interested in healing. They were not here for it. Hill House was like, "I'm here to be problematic. I am not ready <laughs> for this sort of discussion yet. I'll go to therapy when I'm ready." Exactly. <laughs> you can't force someone to change when they're before exactly. they're ready. Hill House is like, I'm a hot mess and I'm happy like that. <laughs> well, we have another question, but this gets kind of into the nitty gritty. Ooh. So this question is from Melissa. And Melissa asks, if, um, do you believe Eleanor was justified in feeling resentful towards the others for treating her like a hysterical lady? Ooh. Um, or do we believe that the rest of the gang just saw her losing her shit? That's a good question, Melissa. Thank you. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, I one hundred percent think Theo and Luke were correct to be concerned. Mm-hmm. I also am not entirely sure how much I believe of what they said to her, because yeah. as I just said, she is one hundred percent being manipulated by something, and whether that's making her hear. We already know um, it's making her hear things because the quote that we read at the start, mm-hmm. she heard footsteps and heard uh, laughing. And she also saw the footsteps later in the like the next passage. Mm-hmm. Like she can see it compressing the grass as it walks towards her. But like she is actively seeing creepy things. Yeah. And hearing creepy things. So I would know, like, was she even with them when they're saying all this nasty stuff? Yeah, especially towards the end there, um, when she was like, she wasn't part of the group. She was like trailing after people. I'm like, is she actually even there? Is she just taking a nap and then seeing these things? Yeah. Because she has become part of the house. Um, yeah, no, it's it's very it's very strange. But I, I mean, I don't like the word hysterical. No, no, neither do I. It's very apt for the 1950s though. Um, yes which I think is exactly why Melissa used that word (laughs) yeah but um yeah no I think they were I think they were justified in how the party acted towards Eleanor though I think they could have gone about it a little bit nicer or gone about it a little bit smoother but like aside from the doctor how would they have known because like Mm -hmm. I mean if Eleanor is to to be believed the way that they were like snapping her out of it was by making her mad at them 
which wasn't yeah. great. No, there are nicer ways to do it. Yeah. They were like, oh, Eleanor, you're just looking for attention. And that made her mad and attack them so that she wouldn't be afraid. But I'm also like, but that's still negative energy in this big old house full of negative energy that is feeding yeah. off of her. The Pobetty's nerfed, right? I've not, I've, I've not frozen it. That was just weird. <laughs> no, because no, nobody's perfect. Pobetty's nerfed. You, you switch them because... Oh, no, yeah, no, I get what you're doing. Okay. Anyway, I think we have another question. <laughs> it is 12.30 a.m., Robert. <laughs> right, I've got two other questions. So, uh, there was a lot more. Thank you for all the questions. Yes. But we, I want to make this sharpest so we can go to bed. Um, so, really quickly, mm -hmm. um, all, all he wants us to discuss the differences in the methods between Dr. Montague and Mrs. Montague because they're both batshit crazy, but they're differently batshit crazy. Ooh, yes. Okay. So, Dr. Montague is all about measuring cold spots and marking the cape. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Montague is all about letting ghosts know that we love them. She's all about healing. <laughs> and she's very much more of the, like, the automatic writing. She likes her ghostly tools, like her ghost hunting tools. She has the planche hat. But Dr. Montague is a man of science. What really confused me is that it's not even the planchette. It's, it's planchette. planchette. Who won't talk to me anymore. She's offended. <laughs> um, I don't think either of them are successful. No. I think they're both full-on crazy. But if yes. I had to deal with one of them, I'd rather deal with the doctor. Yeah, same. Same. Because at least his stuff makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's not even necessarily their approach, but their attitude. I hated Mrs. Montague from yeah, the beginning. They... The way her and Arthur were like, oh, don't be such a coward, man. Get outside and get the bags. It was like, bitch, we've been here a week and the spooky things are happening. Exactly. Like, we've been here. And they would not listen to them. Like, if they had even began to describe the things that had already happened to them, she would realize, like, maybe I shouldn't hang out in this creepy nursery. Yeah. By myself mm -hmm. all night. And didn't she have to cross through the cold spot to get into the nursery? Yeah. Shouldn't that have been a hint? No, she just walks in and she's like, give me your most haunted room. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. And then it was even like when she arrived and they were like, oh, we we weren't sure you were coming. And she was like, what, what did I told you I was coming? Did I not tell you I was coming? I'm sorry. Um. Was I mistaken? Did I not tell you? Maybe I was mistaken, but I don't think I was. And it's like, bitch, shut no, up. She just, yeah, he was just like, no, nah, it was getting late. So I figured. Mm -hmm. Like a perfectly reasonable person. This bitch. This bitch. I'm like, that poor doctor. How are they married? Mm -hmm. All right. Our last question of the of the morning. Okay, the final question for the Haunting of Hill House is from Alex. Thank you, Alex. Alex asks, yes, thank you, Alex. 
Alex has asked, what is it about Hill House that allows it to consume Eleanor's sanity so efficiently? Or what is it about Eleanor that allows Hill House to consume her sanity? I think it is Eleanor, like something about Eleanor that allows Hill House to consume her. <clears throat> I think she killed her mom. Oh, jumping right to it. Yeah. Just a whole lot of guilt for yeah. somebody that 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 accidentally slept through. Like, if your mum was so ill that she just died in your sleep, mm-hmm. then you would sort of have been aware that that was going to happen. Yeah. But I feel like maybe she wasn't entirely that ill. Yeah, because it seemed like she was banging on the wall. Yeah. I mean... From the way she describes it, I don't entirely blame her. She just wanted release from her life prison. But that well, is an incredible amount. Yeah, who should have been helpful, so, but her sister also seems terrible. Her sister is terrible, and I don't don't disagree with that. But I'm just like, just abandon the mum with the sister and uh, run away. That would have been good, but she doesn't have that kind of courage. She needs someone to tell her to go run away to them. Like, that's the thing with Eleanor is, like, she's very tightly wound, and she doesn't, like, she doesn't take any initiative. Yeah. Like, at all. Exactly. So she's just kind of this open book that's very open to suggestion. She's a blank page waiting to be written on by someone else. Exactly. So... I feel bad for Eleanor, but yeah, no, it's definitely just the fact that she's weak-willed, and she... Yeah, she's so broken, Yeah, Hill House can do what it wants. Like, make her drive into a tree. Yeah. That ending, man. When she yeah. was just, like, running all around the house, and then, then they were it like, well, they can't make me leave. Hill House is mine. Yeah. I was and very surprised was like, by that. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, she wants to stay. <laughs> and her last thing where she's like, like when she kind of snaps out of it for just a second, and she's like, why did they let me do this? I'm like, bish. Yeah. Bish, they were trying not to. Yeah. Though honestly, Arthur should have driven her. Yeah, but then I get where the doctor was coming from. Like, yeah. Yeah, the whole forget Hill House as quickly as you can. Yeah. So I'm assuming she died. Yeah. Well, that's why why Mrs. Sanderson made them all leave the house. Mm -hmm. And that there was no no Eleanor in the epilogue. (laughs) Yeah, no. I see. Goodness. Yeah, it was, that was such a a surprise ending. I loved it so much. The ending, not mm-hmm. the book. Just the <laughs> just like the um the, the twist of she accelerated into a tree. Yep. I was like, oh oh dang. Well that's it for her house. <laughs> um quick rating, I'm gonna give it a two out of five. Really? I really didn't enjoy it. I was just expecting a spooky tale. Alright. Yeah. Well, it wasn't my favourite, but it wasn't my least favourite. 
Like, I think altogether it was like a good book. It's just not a genre I enjoy. So I think I'd give it like a three and a half out of five. Fair. Okay. Okay. Reasonable. Yeah. Like, I can't, like, I think if it was, an, if it was actually just a book about like three people going to a summer house and slightly spooky things happened and it had a romantic subplot, I would have been so much happier with it. But it was horror. And I can't criticize it just because it's a genre I don't like. Because the book was written well, and it was good. And I loved how the characters talked to each other. Yeah. I, I just loved Theo so much. Yeah. And they're like, well, I must be Lisa because I am in my bed. And you must be Robbie because you have glasses. Yeah, that's me. I loved right at the start when they were like, well, let's introduce ourselves. And Theo was like, well, I'm a princess that escaped out of the country, <laughs> uh, dressed as a peasant. It's just like, yes, queen. And Luke is just like, well, I am a bullfighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. But yeah, still terrifying. <laughs> yep. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Okay, so for next month. Ooh. How the fuck is it November already? I, it's wild how America's going to decide in a few days if I move or not. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed, ladies and gents. For which side? <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> um, so we received a book club suggestion whoop, whoop. from Michael. Thank you, Michael. Um, um, Michael has made a very good point that I fell in love with Red, White and Royal Blue, mm-hmm. which we read in May, if you can believe it. Wow. What is May. time? No, we didn't read it in May. We read it in April. Well, Michael said, I remember that back in May's book club. Well, it came out May 1st, so that makes sense. Oh, yeah, so it's the May book club. Fair. Okay. I don't know. I think we we made it weird, I think. <laughs> because By wouldn't we it, publish yeah, no. it on the 31st, on like the last day of the month? Yeah, no, that's an us problem. Okay. Yeah, You're right. we've You're we've, right. we've done this. Apologies, <laughs> we've ruined everything. <laughs> Michael has um, reminded me that I was fell in love with Red, White, and Royal Blue, mm-hmm. so he has very kindly suggested another one of his favorite books, which is going to be very exciting to read. I'm so keen for this. It's actually one that has popped up in my Audible suggested Ooh. for ages. So when I read it, I was like. Ugh. A great excuse. So, for November Book Club, mm-hmm. we are going to be reading, drumroll please, Boyfriend Material by Alexis Hall. Ooh, I think this will be much needed, as Michael also pointed out. We're going to need some escapism. Yes, I do enjoy that last Regardless of whatever sentence. happens, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for the suggestion. I'm super looking forward to this, especially after the literal horror of this month. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you guys know of any like Christmas romance oh or like gosh. anything Christmassy for December, let us know because I love Christmas and I've never read like a Christmassy book. Wait, never. So. Never. Are we going to have to read A Christmas Carol? No. (laughs) Robbie's like, no. No no classics. 
No classics. Only queer romance at Christmas. Thank you. Like, imagine if Netflix wrote a book about um, a, a gay guy that needed to fall in love with Christmas. That's what I don't want. Like, holiday, but gay. Holiday. holiday. <laughs> okay, and with that, we need to leave. Um, remember, we have Twitter, WDFcast, and Instagram, but we're doing fine. Um, let us know your book club suggestions, or just um, read along with us and let us know what you're thinking. Um, you can email us at wearedoingfine at gmail.com. We always love hearing your questions and suggestions and general inquiries. And if you want a postcard or a sticker, let us know. We have those things. Yes, we do. Um, <clears throat> remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And while we are doing that on your phone, jump on that Facebook app and join our Facebook group at we are doing fine with Robbie and Lisa and join the book club discussions there. Yeah, and tell your friends about the podcast. Word of mouth is our best way of getting new listeners. Yes, it is. <clears throat> and so with that, until next month, guys. Keep, keep reading, reading fine. fine. <laughs>